Welcome to Assistant Coaching. We are your assistant coaches. Eric the Bookie Ellis, Storm Diesel Dodd, Scott, even Money Bets. We made it. It's week one of the NFL season. It's starting here in about an hour and ten minutes. How do you feel, Storm? Feeling pretty good. <laughs> Very excited. It's like it's, Christmas. It is. It's the best day of the year. It's like Christmas. We're going to be all football tonight. That's right. We're going to cover everything we can in half hour, 45 minutes hopefully before we, it's game time. <laughs> hopefully we can help you with your fantasy teams. Yeah. Hopefully we can help you out. Not you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> your name's Derek. Just maybe shut this off for now. <laughs> We're going to get right into it. Uh, we've all been checking out the NFL lines. Of course, we're looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, and uh, of course, we're looking at the big docket for Sunday and the Monday night games. We're going to run through, and maybe starting with Eric, we'll have him give us his top three picks against the spread, Okay. and we'll see how we all do. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, so just perusing the lines here, I, was, uh, I locked in on the Broncos at two and a half, Plus two and a half, I should say. Um, I think on a, they start Monday night against the Titans. And at home, Denver's a tough place to play, especially on a Monday night, even with no fans because of the altitude. So I think the Broncos plus two and a half there. I really like that. Plus, I, I like Drew Locke this year, and I like what they're, they've done with their offense. Uh, my second one, a bit controversial, is the Cardinals plus seven going to Frisco take on the 49ers. I just think seven points is a lot to give to Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins uh, starting out. So I uh, took them there. And my last one, another one getting points, the Falcons getting two and a half at home against the Seahawks. Again, I think Atlanta's a tough place to play regardless of fans or no fans playing an outdoor team going across the country to play an East East Coast team, I will take the Atlanta Falcons. Matty Ice and the boys down there take those two and a half points. Stormy, what what do you got for three picks? Who do you like against the spread? Who the Steelers play? Giants. That's my first pick. Steelers are at minus six to the Giants, but I feel like they're going to cover that. Giants aren't that good in my mind. No. Yeah, to beat the Giants by a touchdown doesn't seem like yeah, that much. It doesn't seem that hard. <laughs> no. Especially with Big Ben back. Yeah, and then way out there, I'm taking the Houston Texans Ooh. against KC. I do get a lot of points. The Texans plus nine. Plus nine. Uh, I think they're going to have a little back and forth, but I think Texas is going to hold the line. It's a lot of points to cover in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It is, especially on opening night. And then, I think Indy plays a bad team. Jacksonville. Yep. I got they're at minus eight. I think that with Philip Rivers, they're gonna put a hurting on the Jags there, and it's a, it's a solid bet. Beat them by over eight. The Jags are like the worst <laughs> team in NFL history this year. Thank you for Trevor. So. Mm-hmm. Some interesting picks. I. We'll start off by saying that I am taking Kansas City to cover the nine tonight. I was attempting one. They're opening up at home. Um, it's definitely different with no fans, but 
Pumped in crowd noise. It's it, it pumped in crowd noise. <laughs> Pat Mahomes opening night. Uh, there's a good chance they might route him. Kansas City will have a quarter of their fans, their quarter capacity. I think. Okay, well, it's so, good to know. Yeah, I look forward to watching it. I'm gonna change my pick. No, <laughs> uh, and I'm gonna skip right down because Eric mentioned he's taking the Falcons plus two and a half. I'm taking the Hawks to cover two and a half. <laughs> Going head to head on that. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't ever bet against Russell Wilson. I like I to bet on his side. Uh, and it's only two and a half. The Falcons are tough. Eric's right. It's a tough place to play. But I think they can cover two and a half. Just a field goal away. And last but not least, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings to beat Green Bay by a field goal as thought well. Thought about that one too. I thought about that. They're at home. We'll see how big of a role that plays without the crowd, but something tells me that not having to travel and practicing at your own facility all week and waking up in your own bed, uh, there's still a home field advantage. So those are my three for the week. I thought about the Lions, believe it or not. Just covering three against the Bears. The Bears are going to be trash this year. The Bears are usually trash. The Lions tend to struggle with trash, though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, They're the only team that Trubisky is successful against. Asking the Lions to cover anything is a, a lot. Yep. Mark it on the whiteboard. Mark it on the whiteboard. You got our picks for the week. Yeah, in the casino. Just place <laughs> Put your money on those. You're welcome. Tell them Eric sent you. <laughs> that's right. Assistant coaching gets half. That's right. Yeah, that's right. House gets a cut. <laughs> so moving on, we've had a... Uh, Busy week, or at least I have, with all the drafting that uh, that I've done this week. I'm in five different fantasy leagues. That's the most I've ever done. It's probably a bad time to join a bunch because, you know, COVID brings a lot of question marks with this year's NFL season, but I figured why not. I just want to get your guys' take on this. I mean, this is kind of a debate within my leagues. Which is better, the traditional stakes uh, snake style draft or the salary cap draft where you bid on the players. Storm. Scott, have you ever been in an auction draft? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been in an auction draft myself. I do two leagues every year. They're consistently snake drafts, and <clears throat> I don't know if I ever will be in an auction draft. So, Would you try it, Scott? I would try it if I wasn't putting much money on the league. At least for mm-hmm. the first time. Yeah. So, it's not that I have anything against it. I just can't say I've ever been a part of one. So, yeah. it's going to be a snake draft for me. <laughs> so, last night was the first time I ever did an auction draft. And I've always done snake drafts. Going into the auction draft, I had no clue what I was doing. Until it came around... You start put you somebody's who's ever pick it is, they hit that player and they put them up for auction. So then you yeah, bid on nominate them. Yeah. Yeah. So and you only get two hundred dollars to use for your whole lineup. Okay. Whole roster. So let's just say I spent thirty right away because I didn't know <laughs> what I was doing, and then I quick fifty to get Lamar Jackson. 
So <laughs> you spent thirty on somebody right away. What did the guy do that put him up for auction? Are you bidding against him? You're bidding against the whole league. Yeah, the whole league okay. bids on that one player. Okay. So and then whoever obviously whoever bids the most okay. gets them. Interesting. So I mean like it could go like in a snake it's just whoever falls to you. In right. an auction, they put them up for bid, and if you're feeling it, you could just yeah. take Everyone them. has a fair shot at every player. Yeah. That's okay. why I like yeah. auctions. I like that, too. I'd be willing to try that sometime. Mm-hmm. It was fun once I figured it out. I was like, oh, yeah, all right. I had a lot more. You're a lot more engaged, too, because in a snake draft, you're sitting there waiting for your turn. Mm-hmm. And so with every player, you have to be engaged. Also, with a snake draft, you... Like you said, you're waiting, but you can't even bank on anything until exactly. until you are on the clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who knows? And who's so be there. often, players get swiped the pick before you. So like, in mm-hmm. a, it's like always in a snake draft. Say like you're gonna get like I got fifth pick, and then right away you kind of get another quick one, and they're you're waiting like, and you're in a twelve man. I don't know how many picks, like probably ten or more. Before you're oh, yeah. like your third pick, oh for because sure, because of yeah. the snake draft, so it's like, like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be uh, getting number one in the snake draft is always bittersweet, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you can pick the first guy might be every bit as good or bad as mm-hmm. a second guy, and then you have then you have to wait until a twenty-five minute wait mm-hmm. until you make your next pick. So yeah, I'd be willing to try that auction draft at some point. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think it requires more strategy, too, rather than just waiting for people to fall to you. Um, But, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot last night. That was my first one, too. I didn't know what round it was, but that one (laughs) kid goes, what are you saving for? And it was, like, deep into rounds, and he had, like... He had his whole budget. Yeah, he had his whole budget. I don't think he bought anybody. Saving up for a defense. (laughs) He wanted uh, good players at discounts. He said he was going to put 130 on Peterson, so... He was kidding. I don't know if he did it. (laughs) I don't know if he did it. (laughs) Since we've gotten into fantasy a little bit, um, I'll be the one to mention uh, PPR versus uh, Standard League. Mm. Uh, I know this is a big discussion. I have my opinions. What do you guys think? What would if you had to get a league going today? Would it be PPR or Standard? For me, it'd be full PPR. I, uh, what, five points a catch or what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 15 points for a touchdown. Give me Darren uh, Sproles. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, I, I see the, the merit with your argument for, sta- with an argument for standard because you're rewarding guys for just simply catching a ball. Um, but I, I just like points. I like to have, you know, to rely on receivers to be your main uh, source of points. And so if you have stud receivers in a PPR league, you're good to go. And I, I don't know, it's, it's kind of the, it's just the way I like to do it. It's the way I always have, and I've never been a huge fan of standard. So I would go full PPR if I was starting a league. I don't know. I like, like he said, like PPR, like I like seeing like big numbers. Yeah. I love seeing mm-hmm. big scores. Somebody might get like 200 right. points. Mm-hmm. It's fun. I love seeing that. And then you're always bad and like I need this guy to get this many receptions and this yep. many touchdowns to do this and that. Yep. Thank you Michael Thomas for last year. <laughs> yeah. And uh 
But I mean, like, I guess in a standard, you have to strategize more about who to play. Standards just sort of relied upon touchdowns. Yeah. In the standard scoring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely a standard guy. I think um, PPR leagues kind of devalue a lot of I think they easily devalue players mm-hmm. and easily value guys who aren't necessarily that great. Mm-hmm. I see where you're coming Maybe from. Maybe like uh, DJ Moore. I like DJ Moore. A talented guy. He's going to get 10, 11 catches a game and be worth a ton of points. Yeah. Whereas I think of old kind of bell cow running backs like a Frank Gore, a Sean <laughs> Alexander, who in a PPR league – you wouldn't even want to take them until no. later in the draft. Whereas in a standard league, those guys are really valuable, and they're Hall of Famers. So right. I think it kind of puts emphasis on a specific part of the game. Mm-hmm. It'd be like, mm-hmm. why couldn't you have a league where running backs get points for how many carries. times they touch the ball yeah. and carries? So, and it's no different, you know, a quarterback – you could give them points for completions or attempted yeah. passes. It's it's just rewarding. to me. It just focuses yeah. and rewards a specific mm-hmm. player. But obviously, like Storm said, big numbers are fun. And yeah, I'll play any kind of league. But I see where you're coming from for standard, because like, you know, would you want Le'Veon in or would you want Frank Gore? So they get in to the one yard line. They're probably putting in Gore. Yep, absolutely. To pound it in, so he gets the touchdown. You'd want him to start. So touchdowns, I mean. yeah. Yep. And the ultimate like standard versus PPR player is, I think nowadays it's Josh Jacobs because he is the Raiders bell cow. He's going to get every single carry they have. Every goal line touch is going to go to him, but he's not even involved in passing downs. Yep. Third down is in Jalen Richard is on the field, so it's yeah, it just kind of really makes you think. It does because a guy like, well, whatever. I mean, say Brandon Cooks, he could be more valuable than Josh Jacobs, mm-hmm. who could get ninety yards and a touchdown. Right. You know? So it's, it's true, yeah. Because Cooks could have nine receptions and mm-hmm. get the same amount. Staying on that fantasy kick, um, do we have a start and sit of the week for each of us? Well, I think I just mentioned him, but Brandon Cooks, who knows what will happen by game time in an hour, but he was questionable, and he's going up against the Kansas City defense, uh, the Honey Badger, and all the guys up front. So I probably would have put him on the bench anyways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was was actually going to say Keenan Allen for my sit of the week. I think with he's getting, you know, he hasn't had any reps with Tyrod in there yet. They just paid him. He's, I think he's the second highest paid receiver in football now. But I think it'll just take a little bit of a time period for him to get going with his new quarterback. I think eventually he'll be a, a stud number one receiver again. But um, I wouldn't play him probably weeks one through four or something like that. But, okay. yeah, he'd be my guy to avoid. My sit of the week, I've been watching him. I got him on my – one of my teams is going to be Kenny Galladay. Really? Yeah. He just he, left practice yesterday. Too. Yeah, and he was a non-participant in today's practice. 
So I, and it's his hamstring. So yeah, I, I, I'm it's gonna, scary. And I say he's not going to be game time ready. It's a good call, Storm. A guy, mm-hmm. a, guy, a guy like him's got to be 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those hamstrings, they just nag. He can't run by anybody. That's his game. I'll get right into my start of the week. Um, in a PPR league, I'm going to give <laughs> Tariq Cohen the start right. in the flex slot. That's um, a good flex. Playing Detroit, uh, an easily shredded defense the Detroit Lions have. <laughs> Three Cohen, <laughs> he's projected 10. He could go for 15 or more pretty quick. I like that pick, Scott, because with Trubisky, you know, he's going to be dumping off a lot of passes. He can't seem to throw the ball with throw any the accuracy ball. downfield. So Cohen's going to be there waiting for a lot of those just behind the line, dump, uh, you know, dip and dunk type passes. Uh, so, yeah, I like that pick a lot. I think I'm going to go with the start of the week is going to be James White for the Patriots against the Dolphins. And a good PPR league, I feel like Cam's thrown to McCafferty a lot. I think they're going to get James White involved just as much as they did with Brady. It's kind of Cam's game. Yep. Move the ball quick Mm -hmm. upfield. I like uh, Antonio Gibson this week for for the Reds or can't call the Redskins, the Washington football team. Um, he's a rookie from the third round, and and they that's they say that's the reason why they felt comfortable releasing Adrian Peterson is because they loved the emergence of this uh, rookie running back named Antonio Gibson. So I uh, I'm high on him this year. Washington is kind of a a mess, obviously as usual, but. Um, but I think he's going to emerge as their main back, and I think it starts in week one, so that's my start of the week. Uh, he's kind of an unknown, but uh, I think he'll prove to be a fantasy stud before too long. I also want to note, for all this, there are some notable injuries as of right now. Not ruled out yet, but Mike Evans. Oh, yeah, string, string injury. Brandon Cooks, as Scott said, quad. David Montgomery, Miles Sanders. Who's a I-A-Y-U-K? I couldn't pronounce Brandon it. Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk. Mike Williams. He's always solid for the Chargers. <laughs> yep. <laughs> thought you were going to say he's always solid for injured reserve. Uh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. He, he, uh, Devontae Parker. And that's all I got. Good list, Stormy. Yeah. yeah. That's some big names helpful, on yeah. And Galladay now too. Yeah. Good too. I'm going to keep it going on the fantasy. I got a, fantasy, a couple fantasy questions for you. What do you got? All right. So, like, the big topic is I saw something they're saying. We didn't draft uh, Taylor to take over for Mac's spot, but just to help him. Would you start Mac or Taylor? Ooh, they're both pretty risky. I would honestly, uh, man, against Jacksonville, that mm-hmm. defense can be easily shredded. I wouldn't have a problem playing. I would start Taylor over Mac, mm-hmm. but I, would, I wouldn't have a problem playing both of them this mm-hmm. week. Um, maybe Taylor as a RB two, Mac as a flex type guy, type player. But um, I would, yeah, this week I wouldn't have a problem starting either. I like what Eric said there. That's kind of a unique perspective to start a running back duo. But if you know they're gonna go up against a weak defense, they might yeah. both be good for points. And you think like game script wise, Colts will be up big. You know, at some point, so they're just going to run the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I think about, like, down the road. 
I feel like Mac has gotten hurt a few times yeah, these last definitely. couple of years, and Taylor would take over. But I'm just – I could see Taylor taking over his spot. Oh, yeah. I know they said that. I could just see him taking over the RB1. Eventually, for sure. Yeah. I think so, too. He was a horse at Wisconsin. He ran it uh, mm-hmm. like 250 times. Beat last the season. shit out of Michigan. Yep. <laughs> All right, another one. I read uh, Zach Ertz wants to stay in Philly, but he doesn't think the Philadelphia Eagles want him there. So, mm. like, leading into the future, do you start uh, – who's his backup? Goddard. Goddard. Would you put him in over Ertz or keep Ertz in? I mean, he's going to try his hardest, but I could see them trading Zach away yeah. if this gets any – Worse, I could see him trading Zach away too. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Um, I, he doesn't have that star power like uh, like Travis Kelsey or somebody of that nature. But George he, Kittle, but he is a great tight end. And uh, maybe it's a money issue. Maybe they don't, they don't mm-hmm. want to pay him and Goddard. I feel like Goddard got more like touchdowns last year. I mean, yeah. he did get hurt for a little bit there, but. They always seem to go to Goddard in the red zone than Zach. If Wentz and Ertz are healthy, I'm starting Zach Ertz all day. Yeah. Because Ertz is, or Wentz's uh, favorite target is Zach Ertz. Mm -hmm. A lot of Z's in there. Yeah. (laughs) Zip, zappity. Yeah. Um, But yeah, for the time being, I wouldn't even think about that. I I would stick with Ertz. I think it would be helpful for both players if, Mm -hmm. if Ertz got traded, depending on where he went. But. I think Dallas Goddard is a starting tight end in the NFL. He just has Ertz in front of him. So, um, fantasy wise, I think it'd be helpful for both of them. Maybe if Ertz doesn't move out of Philly, Goddard will, uh, like yeah. he said, to get his own role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was contract talks, though. I just don't think, like, it's always a business, so I could see yeah. Philadelphia actually letting go of Ertz to go I somewhere think, else. I think yeah. unless you're Odell Beckham Jr., you don't. There's not trade talks unless it's money related, you know. Mm-hmm. Not many professional athletes are going to have attitude problems to the point where it drives them out of a good well, team. Yeah, Odell's a diva. Odell, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Yeah, right. You guys heard about that? Well, Stormont's. Did. I had never heard about that. <laughs> Fill me in. Uh, so uh, <laughs> it's come out that Odell's ex-girlfriend has said on a podcast that Odell likes getting pooped on in the in the bed. You think that's why he wanted to play for the Browns? <laughs> <laughs> what I cannot said? believe that story. It was got to be true. He didn't deny it. He didn't deny it. Yeah, she's right. If he didn't deny it, maybe he wants the world to know. Yeah, yep. I mean... I guess you gotta like something. You know. whatever, whatever, whatever gets the job. Whatever done. gets you there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Keep them coming. This is another fantasy question. I want to know a lot of big contracts going up right now. Who's gonna go down for the season? Who's getting hurt? Who's getting hurt? Oh boy, it's so tough. To you know, there's gonna be one. But, yikes! One that scares me every single year. This is why I try to avoid him in drafts. As much as I like him as a player, it's Dalvin Cook. 
he's an absolute stud when he's healthy, but he's only been healthy one full season. And even last year, his healthy season, mm-hmm. he missed a game or two at the end. If I had to say somebody who scared me as an injury concern, that would be who it is. I don't want to hex anyone because mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of this guy, but maybe uh, Michael Thomas. He's, we were talking about hamstrings, and nobody <laughs> nobody flies as quick as that guy does. Well, that's true. He's due for another big year after a, a massive blow-up season. I had him uh, last year. Oh, okay. I traded for him. You tr- someone traded you, Michael Thomas. Wow. We that hope soul. <laughs> we hope that he stays healthy, but you know, if I had to pick, I'd say eh, maybe Michael Thomas. Maybe because he's in the running for Madden cover too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's the highest paid running back at the moment, and his name's Christian McCafferty. That's a good one. And it just—I don't want to say it because he's one of my favorite players. Storm, I almost said him. And I just, it's just, it always seems like when somebody signs that big of a deal, they go down for the whole season. And he's going to be a workhorse with Teddy Bridgewater. They're just going to go to him Teddy constantly. There's nobody much like you said, Moore, right? Mm-hmm. He plays for them. DJ Moore, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's not much. He's their superstar. I mean, Teddy only proved himself for a couple games and. Uh, with the Saints, I mean, yeah. And then the other one, after coming off an MVP season, is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I was gonna say him too. And people are gonna be gunning for him this yeah. time. You're gonna be gunning for him in another year, and he's another. You know, he's that much older. He's, he reminds me of RG three, yep. but he's a lot faster and more. He can juke out of the way and not get hit, but uh. You know, as soon as you take off, they're, you're wide open. Right. Somebody's going to nail you. And you're also running for your life, and that's yeah. when Something gives things out. happen. Mm-hmm. Things give out. Mm-hmm. Yep. I hate to talk about that. Yeah, I know, but I mean, it always happens. Those big names, they yep. they go down. Like, uh, what, like, that was like David Johnson the one year. He was the number one oh, running yeah. back. First game First of the game with the Lions. Is out, out for the season. Yep. Never that. came back from it. Yeah, it hasn't been the same since. Speaking of uh, big injuries and maybe comebacks, Adrian Peterson went to the Detroit Lions this week. What do you guys make of that? He did have a quote. (laughs) Did you see that quote? I don't think so. He said, I just want to play for a non-playoff team. Team and just oh, and try to help them get and try there. to help them get oh, that's, there. That's nice. It's it like what we all try to do when yeah. we play Madden. Take on a team that sucks. Yeah. And try yeah. and lift them up. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, with Carryon Johnson and DeAndre Swift, I think he's a good addition. I think he is too, and I think it's you know why not a one year deal? They're paying mm-hmm. them pennies. Um, why not just have them there for depth because. Carry on has not proven he can stay healthy, and DeAndre Swift has barely practiced. That's uh, another so, one that worries me. Yeah, so clearly the running backs for the Lions are not the healthiest right now, so mm-hmm. Peterson can only help. Plus he's been a – even this late in his career, he's gotten almost two back-to-back 1,000-yard uh, seasons with the – well, back down the Redskins. but He's still a stud. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But also to add to that, they're saying Stafford, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a top-five QB this year. He is every year. He's right here? Yep. <laughs> Stat-wise. Sure. I think when he got hurt, I think I saw he already had over like 3,000 yards maybe. Mm-hmm. 
He was an MVP candidate when they, mm-hmm. when they went down. And I'm pretty solid that they would have won more games. <laughs> I like to think so. Mm-hmm. This is our year. <laughs> this is our year. <laughs> I make, think the division to make the wild card open, as it is ever been. It is. Rogers getting old. Yep. A lot of questions in Chicago. As I want to bring that up too, like, like I was listening to a podcast. You bring in, uh, what's his name? Back up now. Or love Chase Daniel. No, uh, for the Bears. Oh, Nick Foles. Foles, to and they cover that big contract that the, the Jags gave him. Yep. Just and they traded for him, just to name Trubisky the starter. Yep. Foles and it blows my mind. I was like, I was a big Trubisky fan, but he's not, he's not good. You're kind of sitting alone in that. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh yeah, Trubisky. Never met a Trubisky. Well, I was like, they made the playoffs. That his what was it? His rookie year. Yeah, I was second year. I was watching intently when he was when he started because he was a young athletic. Looked like he had a good year. Mm-hmm. Then he came back out and then just like, I think Nick Foles will come in, though. Trubisky's I think so, too. not going to last this season. Yep, I think the I think Matt Nagy gets fired. Bold prediction, yeah. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Bold prediction. Matt Nagy is looking for a job this time <laughs> next year. <laughs> Who's hiring? <laughs> Lovey, come back. Lovey. <laughs> oh. That reminded me that Chauncey Billups is looking for an NBA coaching career. The Pacers interviewed him. Huge fan. Me too. Be lucky to have him. Be lucky to have him. Nets signed Nash. Four-year deal. Yep. Wow. I Steve think that's pretty Nash. sweet. Four-year deal? Mm-hmm. He'll last two. White Lightning. White Lightning. <laughs> He'll last longer than Beeline. <laughs> oh, yeah. 50 games or however he made it. Poor guy. He's should've, just too old. Just should have stayed at Michigan be lying. It should have. Yeah. What's your let's go around the table. Let's get a prediction for I got Chiefs Texans in about forty minutes here. Give me your give me your score predictions and who wins. I'm looking at a thirty four to twenty one victory by the Kansas City Chiefs. I like it. For opening night. I think they're gonna come out swinging and get off to a good start like everybody's expecting them to. I got a bold, bold prediction. Oh, boy. Bold. I think the Texans are going to redeem themselves from that playoff loss. They did embarrass I think they're going to come out battling, and obviously they're going to cover with the nine points they're given. Obviously. Obviously. (laughs) I think... uh, Willie Fuller and uh, Cobb are going to have a Willie good night. Fuller. Bill Fuller. And uh, <laughs> David Johnson's going to do well tonight. And that's I say that because so. it's going to trick people into picking and keeping these people. <laughs> and for fantasy, and someone's going to pick up Cobb, they're going to be like, yeah. I mean, he's not, not uh-huh. going to do anything the rest of the he's year. He's going to be in an old folks yeah. by the end of the year. Yeah, oh, even right. though he's only 29. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> he just feels like he's been around since I was born. Um. <laughs> yeah, I guess he has been. Deshaun signed that new deal. He's ready to go. 
Yeah, I uh, I like Kansas City tonight as well. I think uh, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a bloodbath. I think it'll be forty five twenty one. Uh, Texans defense is ravaged, and Mahomes is on a mission to prove it wasn't a fluke. So that starts tonight. That starts tonight in about a half an hour. Uh, before we close out, Eric, could you hit us with a? <laughs> Could you hit us with a quick rhyme about the game tonight? Quick rhyme. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh boy, uh, you kind of put me on the spot there, Scott. I don't. Oh, there it is. You put me on the spot there, Scott. <laughs> Scott. Nothing to do with <laughs> Texans and Chiefs battling for peace. You heard it here first. <laughs> Just with a quick run. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're getting Liddy in Kansas City. We're getting Liddy in Kansas City. Yep. <laughs> and you heard it here first. Go Texans. Right. Thank you for joining us once again on Assistant Coaching. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. We'll see you next week. Hook them.